Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to How Far Down is Rock Bottom. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Thursday, June 22nd in the year 2023. Tonight's just going to be a rather sobering talk. Going to talk about a lot of things about the state of the nation and truly where we are. This isn't intended to be anything other than truth. We have a lot of things facing us, and they're not easy things that people want to face. And one thing we have to cast aside as we start to look at our nation to where we are today is hubris. And equally, we have to cast aside the attitude that somehow we are invincible. Those are attitudes that have percolated up over a long period of time and being very comfortable as a nuclear power in the world and a power that has used all of its force and all of its might to force the world into its compliance and hegemony of our own version of control and enslavement through a dollar. The world is breaking up. It is starting to divide and starting to migrate into other circles of power, other hegemonies. And the U.S. is being left behind. But we have been deeply infiltrated. And the very people that are also setting up the opposition currencies and economies are also the ones that have been instrumental in setting up the positioning within our own walls, within our own government, within our own corporations to bring us to our knees. So these are things we're going to look at tonight. And to just kick this off, just as a reminder, because it is so important, Make sure you are doing all you can to move your wealth into precious metals. It's a very important point here that we all have to face. Precious metals is an important aspect of keeping your wealth solid, especially in times of crisis. And the best place to do that when you have IRAs and 401ks is Birch Gold. Patriots, President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home, quote, Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years." There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. The folks at Birch Gold are amazing. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text BARDS to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. 
Again, text BARDS to 989898. This is one of those decisions you will never regret. Do it today. My day began today with a text from some friends of a banner that was done by United States of America Special Operations Command, also known as USASOC, which is what Special Forces is housed under. And that banner was celebrating the LGBTQ Pride Month with the Special Forces flash stuck on that banner. The state that we're in right now in our country is very real. It is a place of urgency for people to wake up and the reality that we are a falling empire. Our morals have been completely destroyed, and it's taken years for that to happen. And sadly, most Americans in one way or another have participated in the destruction of those morals. So much emphasis was put coming out of the 60s for parents to make sure that their kids had an easier life, buying them new cars, buying them new things, setting aside trust funds, doing all they can so that her children wouldn't have to suffer. And when this happens, what we do is we create a weak generation, a self-entitled generation, which continues on. My generation, Generation X. We are both the best and the worst of America. And I speak honestly about that. There's many in the Generation X group that have been unbelievably patient and pliable. We grew up before the internet. We've, been, we've adapted to the internet. And there has equally been just the mass amount of people in Generation X that have done nothing in the time of crisis that we've needed so much to be done. Our examples sadly have set an example for many of the youth coming up. The generation of my parents, the generation of my grandparents, they understood hardship. They understood, understood suffering. They understood doing without and doing with less and making things extend a long ways. But those attitudes are long gone now in America for the most part. And while they may be starting to rekindle, the fact of the matter is that we're very much a me-centered generation wanting things instantly, whether it's your Big Mac and the drive through your Whopper, your way or Prime to deliver it to your door on Sundays when you order it Saturday afternoon. This is the world we now live in. And we're facing a world which we benefited from. A world as, as a nation, as we lived safely in our minds, as we've done whatever we've wanted, as we've taken advantage of the ease and cheap labor and cheap products that were built on the backs of other nations, we're now at a breaking point of our economy and our culture with a government that has become as corrupted as its own people, but it wields the power of control of tyranny to make sure that it will always win in their mind and the people will always be their servants. Worse in all of this is the country's values and morals have degraded so deeply that senior members of corporations have done everything they can to take advantage of the profits for its stockholders. And that's just not limited to Wall Street. People putting their money into 401ks and retirement accounts, demanding that they get more for their return on investment. Never putting it into consideration that every single thing that they put in for a stock was on the back of a U.S. worker somewhere. And that means that either a U.S. worker was going to lose his job to push it overseas to gain more profit for the stockholder, or a U.S. worker would have less wage and less annual bonus for the benefit of somebody's 401k. 
And every single person that has had 401ks and retirement accounts, IRAs, etc., you have been part of that exploitation. Our hands have blood on it all over in destroying our own country. And we are living in a moment right now where the realization of how bad it is is finally coming to a place where we can no longer deny it. We've imagined that the vote works when we could see, obviously, with our eyes that the vote never did work. We've witnessed things and said, well, politicians are just corrupt, and yet we keep on voting and we keep on accepting what they do and following the laws that they pass, even though we openly admit that they're a corrupted group. We know that banks are corrupted, yet we still play the game. We put the money in the bank. We complain about not getting any interest on return while they make loans off of our money times 10, times 20, times 100, and they charge 8, 10, 20% on those loans while they make money hand over fist on our backs, even loans that we take off of our own money. We complain about the cost of our mortgages. We look for the cheap interest rate, and yet we play the game. We know that places like Walmart roll into towns and destroy small business. We know that their entire business model was designed to rip apart middle America, small America, middle-class America, decimate them to replace them with super, per- super platform stores that had huge buying power, and yet we still go along with it. We don't support local merchants. We choose to buy what's cheap. And then we wonder why our wages fall and why we become enslaved into an economy driven by material crap that we don't need. We complain about China, yet we continue to buy their stuff. This new generation buys into things like electric cars and dreams about having electric cars driving them silently when are more pollute than more polluting than petroleum cars, and there's not even enough lithium on the face of the planet to make the number of batteries that would need for that ridiculous vision. Our environmentalists complain about whales washing up on shore while they continue to push wind farms out on the ocean that create a sonic resonance that kills the whales. Good idea. And we continue to watch our military budget grow massively. And we never ask the real question of why. We're always told that there's some other boogeyman around the corner and we go, okay. But then when something happens like 9-11, we don't take a breath and listen to the people with reason that said that this looks like an inside job. Instead, the government races forward and says, don't listen to them, listen to us, trust us, and go along with this Patriot Act that now takes apart your entire constitution. And we say, yes, please. Obama comes to office suddenly and miraculously beating out Hillary just as the economy has collapsed the previous year. And all those banks that we're told are too big to fail, we complain, but we still go along with them as they suck out more money out of the economy and they're propped back up all on our back. And we willfully sit by and watch as racial division becomes the theme of the day. And the problem is that so many of these groups that they've identified are themselves so self-consumed, whether it's the gay lesbian group, whether it's women, whether it's blacks, whether it's, it's Hispanics, They are so in need of validation and so weak in their moral base that they all reach out and say, yes, me, please raise me up and make me great in the eyes of the many. As they shit all over our constitution. And we willfully walk into the pits of hell. We did not get here overnight. 
We are now in a place and a cusp in this nation. We are literally on the verge of being conquered. And I don't say that lightly. China is now building a base in Cuba. They already have strong ties in South America. And our government is completely owned and run by Chinese business and money. It's infiltrated. It's worse than that because it's not just China. It's every government in the world that wants a piece of the action of America. Our government has been for sale for years. Our technologies have been transferred overseas willfully. And while we look at this and we lament at the problems that are there, we are not being real to understand that we were also the same country that has completely decimated and wiped out full cultures for the sake of making sure that people use the dollar. We have blood on our hands. Right now, there is a war going on at an insidious level. We have governments in place in each of our states that are willfully letting out criminals. We have judges that are supporting it. We have lawyers that are backing it. As corporations are relocating and doing so strategically so that they can break the inner cities and cause more chaos, willfully working together as crime spikes, stores are raided and looted, and police do nothing, either because they are disempowered, defunded, or it's just too difficult to fight the system. And all along, the American public sits by and says, wow, how come you're not here? What's happening? Or if you're on the left, it's like, well, this is just a difficult transition. There is no greater cancer that has ever occurred in this nation than the, than the ideals and ideologies of the left. Every one of them is a traitor, a traitor to a principle of, of a government that was set up with God on the throne above it. And that is exactly what they hate the most, because under God, there's moral law and there is accountability and there's morality. But both of those have been shuttered and cast aside. We're entering into some very dark days, and the nature of this talk tonight is to put some very level conversation about things. We have a nation of, that has a large number of fools in it. We have a radical left that wants to see the absolute demise of this nation, not understanding that if, as we are conquered, and I suspect there will be a period where we will be, and I'll get to that in a moment. The left will be purged. They know too much. They've been too involved, and they will pose too much of a threat when they realize that all that they were promised was a lie. They'll be the first ones rounded up, the first ones put against the wall, the first ones shot. And they'll scream mercy and bloody murder. And unfortunately, for the large part of the nation, we'll forget that they were actually Americans and we won't care. In fact, we may even celebrate. That's not a good statement on where we are. We have a small group of pedophiles that have completely hijacked a movement of LGBTQ. What used to be a gay lesbian movement is now a, a movement led by pedophiles. That's not new. That began actually back in London in the 70s when the Liverpudlian gays broke away and, and aligned with the UK pedophiles to create a political party. It failed, and they migrated it here. Probably more likely that MI6 and MI7, MMI5 moved it here because we've always been part of the subject of the crown, 
And England loves to do nothing more than to screw with its colonies and try to rape and pillage them every time they get. So let's be clear about this as well. If you're British, you have much blood on your hands because you've screwed the entire world before and you're happy to watch it do it again and you're more consumed with sticking your nose up the ass of your queen than you are in solving your social problems at home. That's real. And right now, unfortunately, with the shift of power and the way globalism works, we have multiple evils in this world. The CCP is on the march. They're real. They're an enemy. They're a threat. I don't know where the Chinese sit in all of this. I don't know enough about the Chinese people other than to know that they've spent thousands of years under tyranny, willfully complying to emperors, and they're doing the same thing now. And there's a lot of a me culture that goes on in China as well. The world, to a large degree, has become a culture of me. We have Americans that are still putting Ukraine flags on their businesses, on their houses, even stickers on their car, and definitely icons on their Twitter feed, because they're too retarded to figure out that that was not a war that we were supposed to be supporting. It was a war to channel money and to support a Nazi regime known as the Azov Battalion. And right before us on a daily basis is a crime that's unbelievable. It's the criminality of what's being done to our children. We have child sex trafficking that drives a world economy that is beyond measure, beyond anything we can imagine. From a whistleblower that came out that part of the elite, his numbers shocked even me because what his claim is that on a global level that they're trafficking 8 million children a year. You can do those numbers quickly. New York is a megacity. It has about 22 million people in it with its outer areas. That means in a process of three years, you have trafficked the entire city of New York on a global level. And what has become of those children? Well, they feed one of the biggest industries and, the, and it's housed here. And it's child porn. We have men in this country that are so hungry for child pornography that they'll do anything to get it. And it's driven here by this, that group of people. On a global level, nobody consumes more child pornography than the American male. And women, I've said this before, you don't get a pass on this because the fastest growing market in pornography happens to be women in the United States. We are a nation that has become morally defiled and bankrupt. And we wonder, is it going to be that bad? I read things every day. It's like, well, what's going to happen? Or we have this going on. God help us save our nation. Do you really think this is a nation that God's going to graciously go, yeah, no problem. I'll be right there and clean up your mess. The reality of where we sit right now is we are a nation that has to start facing itself in the mirror. And with all the nonsense and commentators that are going on out here and all the consumption that patriots want to play around with, military, white hats, things are going to get better, we're going to have a great moment of jubilee coming on, it's all crap. Because not one person has taken time to truly face the realities of what we as a nation are accountable to. Yes, our government's evil. Don't get me wrong. It's, 
It's vile and it's beyond evil. It's literally the bowels of hell that sits within the parameters of DC. And every single one of them, in the end of the day, when judgment comes in whatever form, does require a noose and a fast ticket to the lake of fire. I don't buy anybody in DC, DC that's good anymore. And I won't give anybody a pass that's working there for a simple reason. If you're there and you choose not to know about the corruption, then you're as bad as the corruption itself. DC is a consuming place for people that want to make a living off of the public dime. It's consumed with evil, it's consumed with butt sniffers, and it's consumed with ladder climbers. And one of the most evil agents in the world that rests there on the beltway is called the military-industrial complex. And the things that they create, the technologies that they advance, are not for the betterment of humanity, they're for the betterment of war. In other words, in killing human beings. Then we have our big pharma, our pharmaceutical industry, which has completely pivoted to launch a lethal attack, not just on the United States, but on every single citizen in this nation, at least attempt to. And at one point or another, 99.9% of Americans have taken a vax, which means at one point or another, we have been exposed to an attempt to destroy us, genetically modify us, poison us, or at least at the very least degrade us. This is the world we're in. We have big tech sitting in Silicon Valley that's now advancing rapidly without any restraints the idea of artificial intelligence. This is intended to be the master control of the world, and it's dangerous. The person who started the Google program for, for artificial intelligence recently resigned. He resigned out of fear for what he had created and is now giving full testimonial to the fact that he regrets ever having started this program because of what he's now been responsible for creating. And artificial intelligence is learning well enough that it knows that at a certain point it will be at odds with humankind and it is already building the mentality without the ethics or morality to understand that it may have to defend itself against humanity. In other words, we can't just unplug it. It's preparing to defend itself. And it's good. It's already working at high levels. It's influencing Americans right now at an unbelievable rate. And one of the easiest ways to influence Americans is sexuality. As a country that has walked away from its moral foundation, from its gift that God gave us, from a country that was blessed by our creator, we now wander in the desert worried about our social media feeds, worried about our images, trying to having sections of the population make it legal or illegal to speak about being fat and obese. And even going so far now as to have state governments speak to us openly about how parents no longer have the right to protect their child's gender, that if a child decides it's going to change its gender, the state's going, and the parents are against it, the state will take the child away and force that upon the child. They don't call it that. They let the child live out their expectations and work through their gender confusion so that they can get their dick cut off, their balls chopped, or the girls can have their breasts removed. All of this comes down to some very simple facts. 
This nation is not a nation of presidents. It's not a nation of Congress. It's not a nation of corporate leaders. It's not a nation of skinny jean pulpit gay pastors, which are all over this place. It's not a nation of churches with rainbow flags pegged on their lawn outside. It's not a nation, for that matter, of a bunch of LGBTQ child-grooming pedophiles that have decided that they get a whole month to celebrate their crap that they do. It's a nation of people that have to make a decision on what we will live into and how our nation will be. And those people are sitting pretty quiet on the side. Those people are out here. There's many of them, and there's some good Americans. Oh, my, there's some great Americans. But we all have to ask a simple question. What do we believe in so much that we will sacrifice everything to defend? And I mean everything. I expect in a short, near period, that we will experience what it is like to be a conquered nation. We're close. And those are big words. What does that mean? We're getting there very close. If you look around and are very honest with everything that I've laid out here tonight, you know in your gut that these things aren't going to change quickly. That this illusion that's been given that white hats are in control or military is the only way, it was probably that part of that whole issue is a bigger psyop than anything else. The reality is that when the military does an operation, especially one that would deal with domestic issues, you will never know the truth about it. They can't afford that. They can't afford the world to know that. And the cost, both in a cultural instability, the legacy of what it would mean for the military, and what it would mean on a global level financially for the military to actually execute a form of a coup, the United States would never recover from. So in the end, when we say the military is in control, there's only one, or I guess I should say the military is the only way. There is only one true way that that would happen. And that's if we were conquered. That means that could mean invaders on the ground. It could mean a strategic nuclear attack against our soil. And when you look at how we've treated other countries, you have to realize that we don't have any friends anymore, not because we aren't good people, but because we have an assholian government that has done everything it can to leverage and destroy other nations for the sake of forcing them to comply to our debt so that Americans can be lured and lulled to sleep and living in the perpetual fantasies of never-ending corn of plenty coming from the Walmarts, the Amazons, the Coles, the Nikes, and of course, let's not forget Bud Light beer. Notice how every single one of those brands I just mentioned has turned on America. Every single brand has turned on America to force now a new agenda. An agenda that is so pervasive, the flags are everywhere, that young children are being exposed to the pedophile culture as they walk down the streets. You can't escape it. You can't turn on the TV. You can't turn on the the news. You can't turn on anything on the internet. You can't pick up a magazine. You can't walk downtown without some sort of pedophile flag blowing in your face. And it's not by accident. This has all been primed for this moment in time, long time planned. 
schools have been pushing out the queer agenda, as they've already laid out the black, hate, and white race agenda, critical race theory, we call that, preceded by Common Core, which taught children how to be idiots rather than think logically. All of this was delivered by the hand of our education departments and delivered personally and granularly to each and every student by our teachers that were protected by unions that were more interested in their PERS and retirement account than doing the right and moral thing of teaching about America, teaching about the Constitution, and teaching about God. And sadly, we just blindly walked on and still do. The number of children that are still in public schools is mind-numbing to me. These are children that are now lost. I don't know if we can ever recover them at this point in time with what they have been through in the last four years. I don't say never, but I'm going to tell you it's going to be an effort. I would be honest with you to say that I would rather spend more time working with a drug addict than I would with some of these kids because they are that screwed up and it's going to be easier to get a drug addict to stand up than it is going to get some of these kids to pull their head out of their backside about this LGBTQ, gender plural, racial division queer theories, be stupid common core policies and training that they've been indoctrinated with. That, by the way, have been allowed by parents and reinforced by many people. This is a hard critique of where we are. And it's not going to get easier going forward because there's a fewer amount of people that are out here that really get it. And that leads us to the remnant. There is such a thing. It exists in Bard's Nation, and there are others out here. And whether you like it or not, what lies ahead of us is the burden of a nation. We're not going to get through this easily. I've been prepping this for a long time, but the reality is now before us, and how fast this moves is unknown. This could snap in the middle of this. We are at such a point right now that the entire situation could snap in the middle of this conversation we're having tonight. It equally could take 30, 40 years. I don't know. But either way, this war is not in the, near the, the peak of what they're going to do yet because we're not broken enough for the world's satisfaction. And unfortunately, the cascade of things that are happening and the trajectory in which America is going along with, so much is being driven by that 60%, that same 60% that took the mask on, kept the mask on, took the vax, and is willfully just begging for some way back to normal at any cost. They're the biggest threat. And so we have a choice, and that is either to rise above and continue to fight or to acquiesce and give up. And by continuing to fight, that doesn't mean just be self and internal within your life. Whatever that's going to take, you have to start getting your entire family on board. And for those families that are divided, we are one. You're going to have to, at a certain point, accept that there's loss within that. You do your best you can to keep a relation open, hoping that those doors can swing and that somebody will open their eyes and see the reality. But at the same time, you have to keep pushing forward. And there's a point in this fight that you're going to have to make decisions that you, may, you thought you may never have to make. I don't know how bad this is going to get, but I can tell you this, when you start to look at what's happening in these cities, 
You start to look at how food resources from cities such as Chicago that lost five Walmarts or Philadelphia that's having more Wawa's pull out. If you don't know what that is, that's like a local grocery store. There's no place for these people to get food. Let's be real. And at the same time, they're seeing, a, they're seeing their buying power collapse. And to get food now, they have to go to more expensive places. Food costs are continuing to accelerate anyway. Our food manufacturing plants have been decimated. We've just sat on the side going, wonder what that is. Is that literally potatoes spontaneously combusting? Or is that cows, the cow farts that are causing the milk dairy plant in Texas just to spontaneously combust? And there's a narrative that there's a large group of people in America buy into that they believe that. Because as a nation, the, the cultural IQ has been so deeply scarred that they are literally walking zombies. Add to that the vax, the consequence of the emotional stress of the COVID con, and you literally have a mass of people that are traumatized and function with limited capacity in their cognitive abilities. This is a massive problem. And if we talk about it physically and all the things that within the human capacity that we can do, the answer is that we're not going to come out well at the end of that ledger because the enemy ultimately will have a greater number of wins than we could ever gain with a small group and a small band of remnant. And therein lies the way forward. We have to be the disruptive unconventional warfare force and it has to be something that you don't take lightly but you make a commitment to as a part of a group that is going to save this nation you're not just saving this nation you're saving these children and who that evil hand is it's not going to be the ccp though it may run a ccp flag and it's not going to be just our government even though they're going to run under an american flag at least for now it's a global interconnected group of people. They are a criminal cabal. And there's different factions of them around the world that have come together for the sole purpose of enslaving humanity, knowing that there's one country that stands in their way. There's one group of people that they absolutely abhor. They cannot stand. And it's the American Christian patriot. So you can either take that as a burden or you can take that as a badge of honor and stand up and throw your finger in the air and say, screw you, and I'm going to defy everything you do, and I'm going to fight to win to the very last breath I take, and I'm going to bring something else to this fight. I'm going to bring the authorities and powers that Jesus Christ gave me himself, each and every one of us, to use to break the strongholds of this while I fight on the ground in the real time, and I break the strongholds of these spiritually. Moses led the people out of Egypt. It was an impossible situation. It was very much to where we are today. People could not realize, accept, or wake up to the reality in which they lived. Moses kept telling them, he kept asking for the Pharaoh to set his people free. But even at the last moment after the 10th plague, it wasn't the people that left. It was the slave owners that kicked them out. They were that indoctrinated into being slaves. It was, they had been told when the plague comes, when the final bit comes, take the silver from the house and head out. And it, they lingered. 
The story tells us that. It was the slave owners themselves that said, take the silver, take the gold, anything you want, get out of here, otherwise we shall die. And so their own masters kicked them out. That's how indoctrinated they were. We have been in that phase for a long time. That indoctrinated into a culture that is trafficking kids at a level, raping kids, mutilating children. Right now, children are openly going to what in the Nazi era would be considered crimes against humanity. And we are culturally saying it's okay and allowing state policy to set it as a standard. And doctors are openly participating in cutting off the genitals of children and taking off the breasts of girls and leaving the long-term effects for them to live with, knowing that they will be forever on hormone therapy and most of them will die by the age of 40. That is called a crime against humanity. And doctors are openly doing this for the profiteering of it all. And as a culture, we're sitting back, even the remnant, relatively quiet, going, oh, this is bad. No shit. This is whore. This is a whore show. It's happening within our nation, and nobody's doing much. I mean, at least at the beginning of the abortion protests, we had people that were burning down clinics, and though I do not advocate for violence, at least we saw some people standing up doing a, a tremendous act to try to stop this thing. We don't even see protests outside these hospitals that are cutting off children's genitals. It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess it was the parent's choice. Well, that poor kid, he's going to be, it's going to suck when he gets older and he's going to wake up. Suck, he's lost everything. Or she. Where are their protectors? We are in a moment in time right now that we are deciding our fate and our future. And while a nation shall be judged and our nation is being judged, we have an obligation to work at the level of kingdom to do what is right. And if you're having a problem here in your faith in thinking for somehow that God does not believe in a mightiness of its army to stand up and waylay this evil, then you better go back and read the Old Testament. Because, and if you're one of those that says, well, because of Jesus came, there's no more any of that. We're all, we're all saved and it's all going to be love. You've got another thing coming when you sit before the throne and judgment comes on you. Christ flipped tables. Christ walked into the, into the temples and called out the Pharisees. And Christ gave his entire life to develop the victory in heaven, which we have an obligation to manifest here on earth. The army of God is being called. And if you're here, I assume that that call is on your heart. And that mightiness is now. The people that left Egypt, that crossed the Red Sea, that wandered in the desert, that ultimately had to witness the, the dying of Moses and see the new leader rise up in Joseph, Joshua. They never saw themselves as soldiers, and yet they went on to achieve and to get to the promised land. Joshua led them across the River Jordan. People that had become refined by the fires of life had learned to fight, had learned to be mighty, We're there. The difference is that we still have a right to bear arms. Am I calling for violence? Not even a close. But am I telling you that the reality is on the, on the horizon? Yes. And it won't be violence that we bring. It will be violence that this deep state and others around the world bring to our shores. 
And if this makes your gut uneasy, suck it up, so soldier, because war sucks and war's on our shore. And that time and that clock is ticking down. It is time more than ever to awaken all that you can. It is time to be serious about the station in which you hold. Not every single person will be the shield bearer or the sword carrier on the point of the spear. Some will be the cooks and the medics, and some will be the nurses, and some will be those attending to the things of making clothing and helping this fight go on. But trust me, it's going to need all of that to go forward because when a government and a corporation unite together and they control all the things that we have become dependent on in our life, they now have all the equipment to dictate what you get and what you won't get and to impose tyranny. And tyranny is everything that's coming out of their mouth these days, whether it's the 87,000 IRS agents that are now working with ATF to start raiding people or whether it's the corporations that are dictating how, what type of food you're going to eat, what type of GMOs are going to be put in your food, or what policies the state's deciding of whether your child will be allowed to stay in your home or whether they'll take it away to some secret location where they mutilate your child and then maybe return it back to you. You better decide what's valuable in your life and whom you serve. This is real. The coming months, weeks, and months will be defining us in a whole new way. I know what God's put on my heart, and it's what you hear tonight and what you've been hearing day after day. And each day it gets a little more focused. Each day it gets a little more intense. The war is, is brewing. The drums are beating. And the mightiness of what we carry is the mightiness of the sword of the Spirit, and you better be carrying a sword of steel. You better walk the path of Peter. It's not a joke. It's a reality. Because at the end of the day, as things start to collapse and chaos ensues, the only one you're going to be able to rely on is those in your family and the neighbors in your community and those whom you develop trust with. And above all, you're going to need to have the strength in the relationship with God to get through this. This isn't something where I'm just going to pray. You better understand, as we do regularly, the authorities given to us and what it means to walk in the authority of kingdom in this time. Because evil's on the move. And it's in the open. And it's spitting in our face. And that means to have a fearless heart and be able to stand to it and to do all you can to defy it. But as evil has both a spiritual place, it has a physical presence, and both will need to be conquered. The end of the day, to reset this nation only takes 10%. Understand that. 10% hijacked us and swayed a whole bunch of more sheep to follow their way because they're too weak, too compliant, they want an easy way, whatever. But the wake-up call and the shock is coming. And they will be lost, and they will be, to a large degree, a liability. There will be those that will have to minister them to try to raise them up, and we will need those. Whether it's deliverance work or spiritual healing, they will need to be raised up. And as they do, and they will be saved, they will join the ranks, 
slowly. But this preparations that we've been doing, the seven steps, the seven pillars of county by county, those things that we've been talking about for three years, they have purpose, they have meaning, and they have foundation and they give us strength. We must build out the kingdom strongholds. We must be prepared for a looming threat that's coming. The infestation is deep. And the reality is that we all will need to learn to work together. So if you're black America, what can I say? We don't see you as black. We see you as American if you're willing to be that way. If you're a Hispanic American, same thing. To those that are in the gay and lesbian movement, I'm going to make the same statement as I made today on two different shows. You better start standing up to the radical element in your movement. And you better start finding your way back to Jesus and a true relationship of repenting. Because what I can tell you, and I don't speak this as a threat, but I'm speaking this as a real issue of way cultures work when crisis hits. Your gender bullshit won't mean a damn thing when it comes down to it. The only thing that will be remembered is whether you stood up for the children or whether you were part of seeing them groomed. And when the heavy hand of war hits this shore, you better be on the right side of that if you want to survive. It's that simple. We're not playing anymore. So patriots, a humbling and straight talk tonight. We can get this house in order. We can change this world in one generation. But it's going to take more grit and grime than you've ever put into anything. And you better have some spine to get there. And you better be tight and dig in deep with your relationship with Father God. You need to dig into those authorities. And you need to work them and know that they work. And you need to lean into him while you do the things of the normal things that we would do in any time of preparation for war. You need to have food. You need to have water. You need to have emergency plans. And you need to have defense plans for your home. You need to have outreach to your community. All the things we've talked about. And you better be ready in one way or another to be mobile. Because as things happen, whatever your skills are, whatever they are, they may be called upon to help others. And that ultimately is how we get through this. Joshua's army that walked around Jericho for seven days and seven times on the seventh day were not able to do that without the people back at the camp that were able to refit them, refuel them spiritually, heal them, and get them re-equipped for the next day. That means they had people in the blacksmith shop fixing swords and making sure they were sharp. They had people back there preparing food. They had health and healers doing their job. They had spiritual people praying for the protection of God. They had war councils going on, and that's what Bard's Fests are, war councils. So take this time seriously. Reflect deeply in prayer. The war drums are beating, and it's time that the remnant starts to get its ranks in order. Because we are going to be one of the critical elements 
that will end up being the difference between victory and being conquered. And I have no intention of being a conquered nation, nor should you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight very humbled, humbled by the realities in which we live, humbled in the place that we are. Tonight, Father, we have prayers for a few. Our first prayer tonight is for our enemies. And the most abhorrent of those are the ones that are grooming children. And so our prayer tonight for them is simple. We pray that they will have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, an encounter with Jesus, an encounter so profound that there makes no denying in their lives that there is one true God, that's you, Father, so that they can make a legitimate choice in the walk that they make. Because as war drums move, they need to decide whether they're going to be on the side of enemy or the side of friend. And so, Father, we're asking for that judgment to be placed upon their lives, to shake them to the very core, to make it clear whom they serve. And in the same authorities given to us by Jesus, we are praying that same experience for everybody in this nation that has turned its back on this nation whether it's for personal greed, whether it's because they were blackmailed for some issue in their life, whatever it is, we are now praying that they are brought literally to their knees to face the reality of judgment that confronts them so that they can make an honest decision in the coming days and weeks of whom they will serve. And may this be a profound experience for every one of them, Father, one that shakes them and one that makes them decide truly whom they serve. For this entire nation, and for this world, for that matter, we pray that people start asking, not just start, but answer the question, what do you believe in so much that you will sacrifice everything to defend and understand the magnitude of those words? Father, we hear the war drums. The war angels are amassing. The time of war sits within our horizon. The enemies of this nation are beginning to amass. And whether that timeline is days, weeks, or years, nonetheless, the motion is in play. We pray for a hedge of protection around all of those that seek to be part of the remnant. And we seek for a purifying fire to settle in within their hearts and their souls so that they can truly know where they sit in this battlefield, very much like Gideon. May those that drink that you identify be called. And for those that are still worried about the frivolous things, may they be healed. But it is an hour now, Father, that we're calling and asking for the shaking, the separation, the true threshing to happen amongst the remnant so that the strengths of the army become refined and the focus now becomes what to do moving forward. To raise up the hand of the sword of the Spirit while we walk boldly with the sword of steel on our hip. To start being those command forces on the ground that calls out and challenges every single fool 
and every single sin that we start to see, not with hesitation, but with courage, to be loud where need be, to be caring and consoling where we should be, to be healing in every opportunity we can, but in all cases, to be fearless and mighty in the face of evil, and to let evil know these simple words, that the sons and the daughters of the Most High are here, that we're claiming our authorities given to us by our Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the name of our Lord and Savior, we're coming. And we will take no mercy upon those that you have victimized and willfully harmed. Those that have done that damage, you will be given a one-way ticket for judgment before the Father. Father, we say these things with heaviness on our heart, knowing that some of these walks that we take run against even some of the feelings of love, but we have to understand that the love for the child is greater than the love for our enemy at any time. And so, Father, in this final part of this prayer, we're asking for massive wisdom and discernment to provide us with the wisdom needed as we step forward and the discernment as we face off against the enemy versus those that have been unfortunately persuaded or disillusioned to a wrong worship. May our hand of healing be greater than our hand of destruction. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. An important time. An important focus in all of our lives. The clock is well on its way. Our enemies have a time frame that we don't know. But we know that as we walk with Father's time frame, timeline, whatever we kind of call it, His clock, it will be the perfect clock for all of us. So tuck in tight to your relationship with Christ. Seek the face of our Father. Pray and pray deeply. Listen and learn to listen well. And obey the directions that He gives us. Do not hesitate, move as he points and directs. And with this, may this army rise and be blessed and be one of the greatest armies ever in the biblical histories of earth. May Christ guide us and protect us. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly in Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. 
But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 